y'all, this is What Fresh Insight, a show that looks at the big questions from new, unexpected angles. Who are we? What is really going on? And how do we bring good into this mundane, sublime, spiritual, and sometimes silly world of ours? I'm Sarah Bariza, a writer and musician, and this is the first What Fresh Insight podcast episode. I have been thinking about starting this podcast for almost a year now. And one reason it took so long to start, um, minus the whole pandemic thing, that was kind of a big factor, but the one of the main reasons this took so long for me to start was I couldn't figure out the through line through all the different things that I wanted to talk about. And I had these long lists of here, you know, people I want to interview, people that I think are so interesting, oh, I love this book, oh, I want to talk about this, I want to talk about that. And I couldn't figure out, well, what ties it together other than, you know, I'm interested in it, which isn't exactly um, a podcast theme. And then I realized that one of the main things tying all these disparate topics and viewpoints together was this idea of having a fresh insight. This idea of looking at something familiar from a new angle, holding up a piece of beautiful jewelry to the light and looking at it from one angle and then another, learning more and more about it, looking at a beautiful painting Uh, and seeing it from this space and then another one and then oh you listen to what the docent at the museum says and you realize oh wow I missed this other thing in the you know the top right corner oh wow there's so much going on here whoa I didn't know about that historical thing now I understand it and appreciate it so much more and that type of insight is what I'm interested in it's what I want to focus on and so today in this first episode I thought I would share three different ways of thinking about an insight and the first of these is insight where it's you didn't know what you didn't know. And I'm continually amazed at how the things that are so routine to one person are so opaque to other people. And I, just this last night, last night I'm talking with my husband, who is a research, research scientist, a physician scientist. And um, for months now, he's been telling me about working with protein. And I'm like, I, I mean, I know what protein is. It's like in like meat and I don't know, milk and stuff. And he's been telling me about working with protein. And in my mind's eye, I thought, you know, he went to scientists R us and like bought a bag of protein or like, I don't know, like it came in a milk jug type thing or like a, you know, like a sack of flour and you scoop it out or you pour it out into your dishes and you do science. And not that I thought that he literally went to the store and bought protein, but I thought, you know, his lab, they, they buy protein and then they do their experiments. And so last night he starts telling me all about how he's grow, trying to grow this protein and it's going to take months and months and months. And I just said, like, what? Wait, 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 wait. You, you grow it. Oh, you what? <laughs> I had no idea that it was something. And, and he's been talking about this for months. For months we've been having conversations about the research that he's doing. And I had no idea. So that was an insight where I didn't know what I didn't know. And I, I'm so, I'm so not a scientist. My last science class was in, I think, 2004. Um, I'm so not aware of like even the basic questions to ask that I don't even, I have no idea what I don't know. So that is an insight into something where I didn't know what I didn't know. Um, but there are also insights into how we experience something that we thought we knew and we did know, but we didn't really, really know. This happens where we think maybe we understand someone's experience, but then we go through it ourselves and then we're like, oh, oh, that's what it's really like. Happened recently that I got COVID. 
And after, oh my goodness, so much being careful, I, you know, had kids in school and here, here it happens. And I have had so many people tell me about losing their sense of smell and how it affected their appetite. And I thought, well, you know, I've, I've had, I've had sinus infections where I mostly lost my sense of smell. Um, you know, I, I, I can empathize there. I, I kind of understand. And then I lost my sense of smell and my appetite and all the things going along with that. And I'm, um, Oh, oh, that's what that is like. There's a big difference between 5% of your sense of smell and 0% of your sense of smell. Oh, now I have the real insight into what is going on here. I thought I knew. And I I mean, I did kind of know. Like, I, I understand that it sucks to lose your sense of smell. Uh, but I didn't really, really know until I experienced it. So that's another kind of insight. And then the third kind that I'm thinking about is how we really do truly know someone, know something. And then we see it in that new way. It's that that beloved painting that we look at in a new way or that that lovely piece of music that we so enjoy. And then we hear it, maybe someone else plays the piece and then we think, oh, wow. Oh, now I'm experiencing this in a new way. And when I think of that kind of insight, for me... I think of it something that happened when I was in my, I guess, early 20s. I was in college. So I guess I might have been a teenager, actually, at that point. I might have been maybe 19, 18. And I was talking with the priest at the church that I attended in the summers. And I grew up in a very uh, fundamentalist, conservative background where it was very important to, like, follow rules in order to be, like, a good person. And I was trying to pin down the pastor on, like, what I was allowed to do to be a good person capital G, good. And I was like, you know, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I not do this? What, what, you know, well, is this allowed? Is this not allowed? And God bless Father Ted. He wouldn't answer my question because he had the insight that he was trying to share with me. He kept telling me over and over again to love my neighbor. Now I grew up in a religious space. I have, I had heard about loving my neighbor my whole life. And in some ways I really did understand that I did I did understand that it was important to love my neighbors and to think about other people and what's important to them and caring for them. And that was something that I did do, but not in that way that he was pointing me to. Because I was thinking, well, you know, I need to check off the box and do all these things and then I will be good. And he was saying, well, that's not the point. That's so entirely besides the point. The point is love. And the point is loving your neighbor. And so all those things that I was trying to do, I'm going to be good at this. I'm going to not do this. I'm going to, I'm going to check all the boxes because I'm a good kid. Um, that, that was so beside the point. The point was loving my neighbor and what it means to love someone in their unique individual way. It, it, it's different. It, it, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, when you parent and parenting one child in a wonderful way is different from parent, parenting the other child in a wonderful way. And like what it look, what each child needs is so different. And that's kind of how loving your neighbor is and loving yourself and loving, loving the world that we're in. It, what that looks like, what that tangible action is changes all the time. And that was the insight that Father Ted was trying to trying to get through my little my little uh, my little brain. Oh, oh, I I knew something, and I, I did know it, and I had experienced it, but I didn't I didn't fully know that, and uh, that changed my life. That particular insight uh, radically changed the the course of my life and how I interact with people in uh, the whole world. So those are three different kinds of insights, and how I'm thinking of a fresh insight. 
And um, I hope you're I hope you'll come along with me on this journey exploring different kinds of insights. So on this podcast, uh, besides having a fresh insight, um, I'm also sharing a read of the week and a fresh delight. So next up is a read of the week. All right, y'all, let's have a read of the week. Uh, I recently read The Grandmother Plot by Carolyn B. Cooney, C-O-O-N-E-Y. The Grandmother Plot by Carolyn B. Cooney. And oh my goodness, it was so much fun. So it is a cozy mystery. And if you read like the back cover blurb about it, you get half the story. Um, It's a story of a young man who mostly likes to smoke pot and uh, take care of his grandmother who is in, has major dementia, Alzheimer's, and um, is in a nursing home. And that's basically what he does. He's kind of high all the time and he's taking care of his grandmother. And then things go down because, you know, of course, murder mystery, cozy mystery, you know, somebody dies. And that's what you would get if you read the whole like blurb of the book. But there's a whole nother plot, which for me as a musician was so fun and interesting. Um, There's a whole nother character who is a classical musician who plays the organ, who's busy having a pipe organ installed in her house during all of this, all, all this happening. And, um, and loves loves to poke at like the 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 church music religious world, which is where I in, the world that I inhabit professionally. Um, so I always love like jokes at my own profession's expense, and it's such a lovely like tied up. I mean, I love a cozy mystery. So you know, tied up with a bow at the end with good feelings, and um, not everything is right in the world, but the relationships are mostly restored, and um, it's just. A lot of fun. The Grandmother Plot by Carolyn B. Cooney. And um, I'll always have a link to this, link, link to the book in uh, the show notes. And to close us out, a fresh delight. So we are in December, and for many of us, that means listening to Christmas music. And I wanted to share one of my favorite Christmas albums. I love Christmas on Sugarloaf Mountain. And I want to emphasize Christmas on Sugarloaf Mountain because I've been listening to this for like three years now that it's been out. And I was literally just in Spotify going like, is it Snow Mountain? Is it? It's something mountain. Took me a second to find it. Christmas on Sugarloaf Mountain. And it is by the Grammy winning Baroque Orchestra, Apollo's Fire. Side note, also on Spotify, you know, it's it will show you what have you listened to most in the last year. And I was very delighted to find out that Baroque music was like the number one genre, uh, which also surprised me because the number one songs were like the Chicken Nuggets song, Miley Cyrus's uh, Party in the USA, (laughs) because uh, also the Fart song, because I live with a five-year-old who loves to listen to these songs, but Baroque Orchestra, Apollo's Fire, and um, Christmas on Sugarloaf Mountain is just, uh, even if you're not particularly into Baroque music, if you enjoy like classical music in general or maybe um, classical crossover, it's just a really nice album. It's got Hammer Dulcimer, really great vocalists. And it's a lovely take on Christmas music. Unexpected. It's not all the, the usual suspects of Christmas songs, but just really nice and great to have on while you are around the house. That's it for What Fresh Insight. Thank you for listening. Uh, If you want to get in touch, I am online at sarah-bariza.com. My last name is B-E-R-E-Z-A, so sarah-bariza.com. And uh, thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode of What Fresh Insight.